0: This evening we're talking about we carry our good with us we carry our god with us you could say our god our good because all good things come from god so we carry our good with us now our good is never to be achieved only to be expressed and we carry our good with us this evening i'm looking for three readers 1, Ecclesiastes 11, verses 1 to 5, that's from the Old Testament, and then we have Matthew 23, verses 8 to 10, then Luke 23, verses 28 to 34. This evening is very important, and I want you to listen and pay attention to what I'm saying, and I want you to chew over what it is I'm saying, chew over it. All right, let's, let's give a little preamble. So this evening we're talking about we carry our good with us. Now, I really want you to listen to understand. Don't worry to try to compare what you have learned or this going contrary to my old teaching. No, none of that. Just listen to understand. We carry our good with us. See, the Bible is so beautiful. And the Bible is not strange, you know. Everything I say, the Bible is saying it, but somehow we choose to understand something different to what the word of God is saying. So we carry our good with us. Now, to acknowledge that the kingdom of God is within us, to acknowledge that, is to acknowledge that the power of God is within us, that dominion, the presence of the indwelling Christ, if we could acknowledge that, it's an important step in the direction of bringing about our own resurrection from the tomb of sin, from the tomb of disease, from the tomb of poverty, from the tomb of unemployment, or the tomb of bad business decisions. If we could just acknowledge that the kingdom of God is within, by seeing that and being convinced of that, we will recognize that means the power, the dominion, and the presence of the indwelling Christ. All of that, because all of that are part of the kingdom of God and all of that is within us. That's a major major important step and by doing that we will be able to bring ourselves out of our own resurrection from the tomb of sin, from the tomb of disease, from the tomb of poverty, from the tomb of unemployment or the tomb of bad business decision. Now another first step forward is to remind ourselves dearly of the truth, of the witness that all good is already within us. If we could remind ourselves dearly all good is already within us. Never to be achieved, but only to be expressed. Now, let me see if I could put this another way so you could comprehend what I'm trying to say. When we enter an empty room, there's no love there. Neither is there any hate or no sin or no disease. So you enter this empty room and it's empty. There's no love, there's no hate, there's no disease, there's no sin. If a person went into a room to get anything, he would leave disappointed, for there is nothing there in the room, it's empty. So there's nothing there to be had, nothing there to be gotten, because the room is empty. So whatever is in the room have to be brought there by the people who go into it. You get me somebody? So if there is love, it is because the people in it have brought love hear me somebody understand me if there is love in a room it's because the people in the room brought love into the room and those who are carrying love into the room will walk out of the room with love multiplied multiplied if anyone goes into a room with hate envy and jealousy he will probably walk out with hate envy and jealousy multiplied. Now, every Sunday I ask, at the end of the lecture, I ask, what did you get from it? Could you share what wisdom you took from it? And, and some of you share and a lot of you don't share. Any wisdom you got from it, anything spoke to you, any takeaways, share it. And It's sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get you to share. This evening I want to tell you a story that was told. A story was once told about a man who came to a minister for healing, for physical healing. So the man went to this holy man for physical healing. And explained that he had been to many practitioners and many teachers and have not received any healing although he attended church regularly and was faithful and loyal and the doctors couldn't heal him these the spiritual teachers couldn't heal him and so on so he came to this teacher the teacher turned and asked him why do you go to church And I want all of you to ask yourself that question. Why do you come here? Why do you go to church? The preacher looked at him and asked him, Why do you go to church? It took the gentleman some time to come up with an answer. But finally he came up and he said to learn more about God. So it took him a little while to understand why do you go to church? He, he, he sorted it out within himself. And he finally came up with an answer. And he told the preacher to learn more about God. The minister now looked at him and said, You mean after all these years that you have been attending church, you haven't yet learned about God? You're still going there to learn about God? The man said, Well, no. Not exactly I know something about God but if I learn more I'll benefit more and so the reason you go to church then is so that you will get some personal benefit the man thought about it a bit and he said he had not thought about it in that way and therefore He flundered because he could not explain his real reason for going to church. Thereupon, the preacher pointed out that he would get out of church whatever he brought to it and added. He will get out of church whatever he brought to it. He will get... Hear me? Hear me? He turned to him and he said... You will get out of church whatever you brought to it. So then the preacher gives the practitioner an advice. He said, how about reversing your attitude and the next time you go to church, go with the idea of taking something there with you. You already have some understanding of the truth of God and of prayer. Why not Go there with the little grain of truth that you, we will admit you have and try to put that grain of truth to work for the benefit of those who are there and who do not yet know what the realization of God can do. Spend that entire hour in church with the idea that whatever you have gained, Whatever understanding you have gained, you're going to share with those in church. Are you hearing me, somebody? We carry our good with us. Now, there is nothing in life to be gotten. Now, the second week, the man came back to the preacher and announced that he had noticeable improvement and by the third week he was almost completely healed now there is nothing in life to be gotten not even god hear me somebody listen to understand there is nothing in life to be gotten not even god nor an understanding of god All that is already is, and all that is is already wherever you are. The kingdom of God cannot be brought to you, even by Jesus Christ. He merely announces that the kingdom of God is not low here or low there, but the kingdom of God is already within you holy mountains or holy temples will not reveal God and certainly there is even less hope of finding God in a man or in a book. God must be sought where God is within you. It is not your becoming more loving that makes love operate in you. It is the realization that the nature of God is love and the kingdom of God is love and it's already established within you I'm going to pause there that's my preamble let's go to the readers first reader
1: cast thy bread upon the water for thou shalt find it after many days Give a portion to seven, and also to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. And he that regardeth the cloud shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God, who maketh them all.
0: The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Listen to the word of God. It's beautiful. Next reader. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. The word of the Lord. Praise to God. Next reader. But
2: Jesus turned to them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren wombs that never bore and breasts which never nursed, then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? There was also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they came to the place called Calvary, there were crucified him and the criminals one on the left and the other on the right then Jesus said father forgive them for they do not know what they do
0: the word of the Lord praise be to God God is so wonderful so it is that there is no such thing as love in an empty room there's no such thing as love in an empty room and nothing of hate envy or jealousy either it is just a room an empty room nothing more you can go into it and whatever takes place there depends on what you have brought with you if you have brought love then love is there but if you brought hate envy jealousy malice criticism or condemnation that is what is there you did not find it there you brought it there do not go anywhere for love and do not go to anyone for love or for friendship carry love and friendship with you. Do not go to anyone for forgiveness. Carry forgiveness wherever you go. Do not go into this world expecting understanding. Carry understanding to those you meet. And whatever you carry with you will be returned unto you. Now, the scripture this evening tell us to cast our breads upon the waters. For thou shalt find it after many days. The law is that the bread that you cast will return unto you multiply. If love is not being returned to you, that is not the bread that you are casting upon the waters. If understanding, forgiveness, abundance, and sharing have not come to you it is because you have not cast that bread upon the waters and if you have not it cannot return to you all the bread on the waters are earmarked earmarked for return to the person who placed it there whatever the name or the nature of the bread that is cast upon the waters The sweet bread of love and life, or the sour bread of envy, jealousy, and malice, resentment, and persecution, that is the nature of the bread that returns. Life is like a checkbook, and the person who tries to draw out what he has not put in, sooner or later, is in trouble. There is no love in this world but there's love in you and there's love in me there's no hate in this world but there may be hate in you and there may be hate in me if we send that love or that hate out into the world it is there to multiply and return consciously carry it with you consciously carry that love consciously think about it not just react to whatever emotions but consciously think and make a concerted effort now I really would like you to consciously carry with you wherever you go the realization that I have but one father and he is not only my father But the father of every person I meet, be it white or black, yellow or brown, Jew or Gentile, friend or enemy, regardless of his background or personal status, I know that we are brothers, for there is but one father. And we are all children of that one father. Whether anyone else knows it or not, I know it. And it makes everyone I meet of the household of God. When you carry in your consciousness, if you carry that in your consciousness, it is felt by those you meet. Now, the world gives back to you your attitude towards it. We all have had the experience of knowing someone, whether it's a minister or a leader or somebody in your church or a teacher, whose very presence made you feel comforted and clean, made you feel engulfed by a wave of love, most of you, it's your grandmother. You recognize it because in the consciousness of that person there was love. That person was living his Christianity. He was living his religion. He was living his godliness. And by being in his presence, the love expressed by him, it engulfed you. Conversely, some of you have probably been in the presence of a person who made your flesh crawl. You could feel the hatred, the bigotry, the loss, or the whatever it is emanating from their thoughts. And you want to run away to withdraw from them. You have felt nervous or fidgety. You may even have the experience of wanting to run home and take a bath. We are all expressing our innermost self even when we are trying to hide it hear me somebody we are all expressing our inmost self even when we are trying to hide it mostly we hide it from ourselves we're hiding it from nobody else because they could see right through us mostly we hide it from ourselves but those who meet us know us sometimes better than we know ourselves all of this is due to ignorance if we are carrying out into this world any resentment or hatred or jealousy or bias or bigotry we are doing it because of ignorance we do not really know what we are doing The master was right when he said of those who crucify him forgive them father forgive them for they know not what they do it is not sinfulness on your part if you carry fear out into the world it is ignorance you do not know what you're doing when you do not know you can change that by knowing the truth there's an angel in christ the spirit of god is within me and the spirit of god is in every individual i shall ever meet carry that out into the world and the world will change his attitude towards you try to understand that nothing can enter your experience except through your consciousness not a thing it is true your consciousness that you take in or give out either ignorance or wisdom you impart yourself to others people will draw to you if they feel warm joy spirituality and good because in the presence of those qualities they are feeling only the love of god flowing through you can carry that attitude out to salespeople, buyers you meet, customers you serve, and to your neighbors, by carrying the realized presence of God to them, many a time they are healed, and you may send them home from their work more blessed than they have ever been. You are always imparting yourself to others by your state of consciousness. Hear me somebody, please. We all, we are always imparting ourselves to others by our state of consciousness. This fact reveals the true nature of the Christian life. The Christian life is not a way of going to God for something. It's not a life of getting it. It is a life of giving. There's no way for God to reach this world except through consciousness. There must be a consciousness through which it comes. That is the secret of healing. You cannot receive spiritual healing just from anybody on the street. It takes someone who has developed his consciousness to the point of being transparent it's a a transparency through which God functions and the greater degree of that transparency the greater healing work can be done know the truth and the truth shall set you free know the truth that all power is given unto you. Even if the world don't think you worthy, God think you worthy, know the truth that all power is given unto you. God power, God dominion, over all the sin, over all the disease, over all the lack, and over all the limitations of the world, know the truth that the indwelling Christ in you and in every individual in the world is the resurrection and healing Christ and is ever operative even without being told what to do or to whom you don't have to do anything you just have to carry the realization with you in your association with other people until More and more and more at all, I feel comfortable when I talk to you. Or a burden fall away when I'm with you. Then you will know that you have entered a Christian life. And that great reservoir of withinness at the center of your being is flowing forth into an expression as love, peace, and joy. This is what heals. Love heals. Peace heals. And joy heals. Let me say this again. Know the truth. The truth that all power is given unto you. God power. And God dominion. Over all the sin. Disease lack and limitations of the world know the truth that the indwelling christ in you and in every individual in the world is the resurrecting and healing christ and is ever operative even without being told what to do or to whom Carry that realization with you in your association with other people until more and more you are told, I feel comfortable when I talk to you. A burden falls away with when I am with you. Then you will know that you have entered the Christian life and that great reservoir of within at the center of your being is flowing forth into expression as love, peace, and joy. Now I'll pause here. Let me see if you get something from this. I just want your presence. That's it. There is a Christ. And to be still brings the experience of divine grace because this ever-present spirit of God in man, be still. there's no need to tell God to instruct God or to plead with him. Be still. The all-knowing already knows, and the stillness brings the fruit of God knowing. God is love, and that stillness brings the fruit of God's love, God's grace Is ear is ever with us, and that stillness. Reveals the fruit of God's grace. Do not feel that you must eternally chase God. Rather be still and let God catch up to you. Let God find you. Let God love flow through you to your neighbor and especially to your enemy neighbor. You don't have to chase him. Let him catch up to you and find you. I hope you get something from this. Amen. I hope it wasn't too, too far out. That it's hard to grasp. But that you are able to implement it. I just try to uncomplicate things.